You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjacks.com. All right, is anyone going to the Jags game today? That's my first. I just really felt like we should start praying in the spirit for the Jags to win today. Because if we start out 0-2, um, I might lose my salvation because I'm a huge Jags fan. So, But uh, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to speak with you guys this morning. Uh, hopefully after this, I maybe get asked to come back in a couple years. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm excited. So I, I just want to pray real quick, and then, uh, and then we'll get right into it. So just uh, thank you, Lord, that these are your words. And uh, would you anoint them, bless them, and uh, just thank you for what you're going to do this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, I like to say amen at the end, sorry. Um, anyways, so, uh, so we've been doing a series, uh, started a series on prayer, and um, so that's what I'm excited to be talking to you guys about today. A little bit of background of my story. Uh, I was raised uh, in a very kind of religious setting of a church. Um, didn't really know about Jesus, didn't really know about like the relational aspect of, this is so super sweet, man, the whole church and the round thing, I'm just like, I just get to turn around, this is awesome. So, um, but so, so when I first heard about the whole Jesus thing, I like jumped on it instantly. I was like, Jesus, like people are happy at this church. So I was like, I want some of that. And then we started a small group at my house. One of my best friends, his name was Yuri. Uh, so we started a small group. We're like, how fitting of a name. Let's call it Yuri's Funhouse. And I would never suggest calling a, a, a high school small group that. Um, bad things could come from that. But anyways, we called it Yuri's Funhouse. The first talk, he was like, hey, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Who wants that? And out of like the 10 kids, I was like, hey, I want the Holy Spirit. And he was like, all right, start reading the book of Acts. And then you're going to come back in a couple weeks, and we're going to pray for you, and we're going to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was like, sweet, this is going to be awesome. Like, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, this is, this is legit, right? So a couple weeks later, they prayed for me, filled with the Holy Spirit. And then I was the kind of believer, like, I probably drove my family crazy, because I was the kind of kid where I got filled with the Spirit, and I was a kid, when I got off the school bus, I would literally run half a mile to the house. No one was home yet, so I would turn on, like, TBN, and I would like to sit there, and I'd like to watch people get healed, and I'm just like, oh, that's so crazy, people got healed. And then, and then you know, like, I'm reading scriptures, that's like, David danced naked before the Lord, and I'm like, I guess I should do that, right? So I started, I mean, like, I was, I, and I would pray hours a day, and I fostered this intimacy with God, and I, I, I fostered this relationship with the Father, and so my point that I want to talk about today is how intimacy, um, how prayer brings intimacy and how intimacy brings the kingdom. And I want to start off with a story. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, after I got filled with the Spirit, I started learning um, about how we can pray for people and really cool things can happen. And I was like, oh, snap, I want to do that, God. I want to pray for somebody. So my story starts out in 10th grade. I was in Spanish class, Spanish 2. Didn't really learn much in Spanish class, but I was in Spanish 2. And we're sitting there in Spanish class, and um, I'm sitting there, and the night before, I was like, God, use me in a powerful way. And I'm sitting there in class, and God's like, hey, that girl four rows up to the left, I want you to go pray for her. And I was like, no. Like, she terrifies me. Like, I'm pretty sure she could beat me up. Like, I don't want to go pray for her. And he was like, go pray for her. And I was like, I'm, I'm not doing it, God. Like, seriously, I'm not doing that. And he was like, if you don't go pray for her, I'm going to stop giving you people to pray for and I was like, oh, snap, just got real. So this is the situation, 40 kids in Spanish class. Students know the story, but you guys don't. So I stand up in the middle of class, and I walk up. Her name was Samantha. And I was, I'm, I'm looking at Samantha, and uh, I was like, hey, how are you doing? And she was like, not good. And you guys ever say something, and like, as you're saying it, you're like trying to grab the words back because you're like, why did I just say that? So I was like, hey, how are you doing? She's like, not good. And I was like, without even hesitation, I was like, can I pray for you? And at this point, 
it's like all eyes are on me. Like the teacher stopped teaching, the kids stopped learning, and all eyes are on a little Irish kid named Sean Kelly. <laughs> so here I am, and I'm like, well, I've gone this far. Might as well just continue just to go for it, right? So I was like, she was like, yeah, I'd love for you to pray for me. And I'm like, man, I shouldn't have asked her uh, if I could pray for her. So I lay my hands on her, and I pray, and everyone, I mean, I can only imagine what people are thinking. They're like, this kid's crazy. Like, I knew he was a Jesus freak, but like, this is craziness, right? And after I finished praying for her, it was no more than like a 15 to 20 second prayer that she would just feel God's love, that she would experience the Father's heart for her. And I look up, and there are tears coming down her face. My first thought was like, oh my God, I I just made her cry. Like, that can't be good, right? Like, the first time I prayed for someone out loud, it's like, she's, she's crying. And, uh... It was an incredible experience. I remember going home, and I was like, man, I feel like God just used me in a powerful way. Spanish class was the last class of the day. Ten minutes after I prayed for her, the bell rang. Everyone got on our buses, and we went home. And then reality hit the next day, because the next day, we were back in Spanish class, and Samantha brings up a letter to me towards the end of the class. And she was like, hey, don't read this until I get away from you. Like, I don't want to be around when you read it. And I'm like, okay. So I remember sitting on my bus, Bus number 581, going to Secret Cove, right down the road from here. And I remember being on the bus, and I opened up this letter. And in the letter was her, I'm going to try not to cry, but in the letter was her starting out saying, Sean, you are a lifesaver, literally. She's like, you had no idea, but I was planning on going home right after class and killing myself. And she was like, you came up and you prayed, and I felt something that I had never felt before. She was like, I felt love that I had never felt. I felt warmth over my body. And she was like, it was the most incredible experience ever. And she was like, everything was falling apart in my life. And I was like, today's the day. It's going to end. And then here I am, and I go and I pray for her. And I think about that. I'm just like, man, how crazy is it that God used me in, in a powerful way? And I didn't feel like I did anything crazy. I just stepped out, and I obeyed what God said. And it took a lot of prodding <laughs> for me to do it, but I did it. And I want to start out reading. We're going to read in Acts 16. If you guys have that today, we're going to be talking about prayer. And uh, this is, um, start in verse 25, and I'll just read through it real quick. But Acts 16, verse 25, says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke up, he saw that the prison doors were open. He drew his sword and was about to kill himself supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in the house. And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once, he and all of his family. Then he brought them up into the house, set the food before them, and he rejoiced along with the entire household that he had believed in God. And in the natural, you know, I was reading this about a week and a half ago, and in the natural, let me do a little flip here, um, in the natural, there's a couple things that happened. There was an earthquake, which I think would have been awesome. Like, just imagine, we're praying, and, like, and then all of a sudden there's an earthquake. I'd be like, oh, that's so cool, right? <laughs> and then not only was there an earthquake, but their chains were loosened, and the doors of the prison were opened. And as I was praying, and we're talking about prayer, I believe in the exact same way that things that happened in the natural in this story happened in the supernatural. That when we pray, there is power with that. That when we pray in the supernatural, there is power. And to me, that was kind of like, oh, 
power, earthquake, there's power with that. Like crazy things happen and not good things happen sometimes, but with prayer, good things happen. So there's an earthquake. There's power when we pray. When we pray for people, when we pray for others, when we pray for ourselves, chains are loosened in our life. It might be things that we struggle with, but chains are loosened in our life. Things are set free. And then I love it when we pray, doors are opened. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, how cool is the correlation between the natural and the supernatural? And there's always this fear talking about prayer and praying for people. And there's this fear of like, you know, what if I pray for someone and nothing happens? Nothing happens. (laughs) But what if we pray for someone and something miraculous happens? It's not our job to worry about the results. It is our job to simply say, God, you want me to pray? Then I'm going to do that, and I'm going to respond, and I'm going to obey what you've asked me to do. And there's that fear of like, what if I step out and work, or what if I step out in public, or, you know, if I'm in the grocery store, or if I'm in school, and God's like, go pray for that person, and we pray, and nothing happens. Well, then nothing happens. But what if you pray, and God starts to just release his kingdom? What happens when we pray, and we step out, and God does some incredibly amazing things. And, you know, one of the things that I love about this story, and then I, th- I feel like goes with the point of prayer brings intimacy and intimacy brings the kingdom, is I truly believe that Paul and Silas were like in a different level when it comes to their relationship with God, when it comes to their relationship with the Father. Because what happened in Acts 16 verses 6 and 7, there were two times where Paul was like, hey, we're going to go here and we're going to go preach the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit shut him down. And he's like, you're not going there. And then they were like, okay. And then it happened again in verse 7. And then they were like, all right, well, I guess we're going to go to, you know, we're going to go to this place and we're going to go there. And, and that's when they were thrown in jail. And what I love is I believe that they were in tune in a different way, in a way that I believe that we can all experience and be intimate with the Father. And what was interesting to me is when the chains were open, when the doors were open and chains were loosened, I was thinking like, how crazy is this? Like, I put myself in that situation. Like if Andrew and I were thrown in jail for doing something, I don't know. I'm sure we would do something to be thrown in jail. So we're thrown in jail and we're praying and we're worshiping. And then all of a sudden an earthquake comes and chains fall off of us and the doors open. I mean, I would be like, peace out. See you guys. You know, like I would have just ran out of the jail and be like, this is so crazy. Like it would have been, I mean, and then I'd be like speaking to the middle schoolers and be like, you won't imagine we were in jail and we prayed and everything opened. It was the craziest story. And that would be a very good story. But I believe that there is something different that we can learn from Paul and Silas. I felt like through their intimacy with the Father and them being in communication, prayer is nothing more than talking to God. Them talking to God and developing a relationship. I believe, and I find it interesting because they're in the jail, everything opens, chains are loosened, but they stay. And I believe that they could have walked out, but I believe, if, if I'm in the situation, I believe that the Holy Spirit was speaking to them and was like, there's something greater going on here. And if you are in tune with what God is saying, then I believe that we will see greater things than just good things. That we can, we can see people loose and we can see people open, doors open, but I believe that there's even greater things that can happen when the kingdom of God comes. And I propose a question, did Paul and Silas know something? I believe they did. Like, I just imagine if I'm there, I'm like, peace out, like, I'll see you guys later. But I, I, I truly believe that the Holy Spirit was like, stay. There's something greater going on here. There's a greater purpose that I have. And I believe that prayer should not be our last-ditch effort or option that we choose as believers. I think it should be the greatest weapon and the most powerful thing that we do as believers. I heard someone say a story one time. They were talking with someone who all these things were going on in their life, and the guy's like, I've tried everything I can do, and I've tried this, and I've tried that. I guess it's time to pray. And the pastor guy was like, really? 
has it come to that, that we should now pray. And what I love is Paul and Silas are in the jail. They're not sitting there pleading with the jailer. They're not pleading to try to like start a riot in the jail to like have stuff opened. They pray and they worship. And I believe that if our first option as believers are to pray and to worship and to seek what God is saying, I believe that we will see incredible things happen. There's three things that happen when we pray. We're about halfway done. We're almost there, guys. You're doing great. So, but I believe that there's three things that happen when we pray, and these are very practical things. Number one, it draws us close to the Father and to his heart. The second thing is we bring the kingdom everywhere, and then people come into freedom. Those are the three things that I have written down. When we pray, when we are intimate with God, when we are talking with him and communicating with him, like I think about when I first got saved and filled with the Spirit, I had some of the most incredible encounters with God. I remember my, my sister would come home and, and I'd be like, crap, she's home. I don't want to keep her up. So I would literally like be crying into a pillow to like muffle my prayers so I don't like get in trouble and have her come in and be like, stop praying. Well, she would never do that. But, you know, but, but I just remember like I had these incredible times with God. And if we're with God and we're listening to him and we're having him love us and we're having him breathe on us and we're having him sing songs over us and we're having him learn about us and us learn about him, it creates intimacy. So when we're in situations where God speaks, we're going to know what he's saying and we can bring the kingdom. And what I love about the story with Paul and Silas is their story didn't end there. Obviously, it didn't end with them just like breaking out of the prison and, you know, like they obviously went to the jailer's house he accepted Christ, he was saved, his family was saved. And the cool thing about Samantha's story is Samantha's story didn't end there as well. This happened on a Monday, two days later, she came to church with me and she heard about the message of Jesus and she heard about the good news and she heard about how God can save and how God can heal and God can restore and he can give us peace. And she's hearing these things and I remember watching her walk down to accept Christ and I remember being like, I mean, I was probably doing like jumping jacks. I mean, I, I swear, like I could have probably floated across the room. I was just like so hyped up. And I was like, this is incredible. But God took a good story and he made it great. And I know that there's fear of like, you know, again, what happens if nothing happens? But what happens if something incredible happens? What happens if we step out and God speaks and we obey? And that comes from being close to him. That comes from knowing. And as we close, it's probably a little quicker than I was expecting. Right, I guess that's pretty good, right? Yeah, good. So, uh, all right, you guys are so, like, attentive. I'm used to, like, middle schoolers are, like, throwing stuff by now, so. I'm like, wow, I've got everyone's attention, or maybe you just have to listen. I don't know, but. (laughs) But this is what I believe, is when we are close to the Father, his heart becomes our heart. When we're close to the Father, things that break his heart starts to break our heart. When we're close to the Father, things that burden him burden us. When we're close to the Father, things that, you know, makes him joyful makes us joyful. The closer we are to him, the more we become like him. And the closer we are to him, we're going to see people that are in pain. We're going to see people that are hurting. We're going to see people that are struggling. We're going to see people that need freedom. We're going to see people in our schools, in our, in, in our jobs. We're going to see people everywhere we go that are dying because they don't know Jesus that they are dying because we're not stepping out and we're not bringing the kingdom. There is a dying world that needs to feel and experience the power of our God. And the closer we are with him, the more we feel, the more we love, the more we reach out. And, 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 And I love that. In closing, 
You know, I, I think that stepping out and risking is the greatest rush and the greatest joy that we'll ever have. I mean, it's like, it's like a, I, mean, I hear people like saying like they have like a runner's high. Like two of my leaders, Brittany and Amy, they're like big runners. And they're like, you know, we, I got to like a summer camp and they're like, we're going to go around seven miles tomorrow. And I'm like, you, you do that. I'm going to sleep in as late as I can and then make coffee. And I remember them like coming in. I mean, they were like, it was incredible. They came in and Amy was like, yo, what's up? Oh, what's up? Like, hey, and she was like doing the whip and the nene, right? And she was like doing all these things. And she was like, I mean, she was like bouncing off the wall. And I'm like, what's your deal? And she's like, I just got a runner's high. I got a runner's high. Like, I'm going to run 10 miles. I'm going to run 10 miles. And I'm just like, wow, I mean, I don't even run one, run one mile. But, you know, that's cool. That's your thing. But, it, I mean, the same thing happens when we step out and we risk for the kingdom. That's one of the things that I've learned here is when we step out and we risk, God, God does incredible things. And there's that fear of like, man, like, I need to step out or I need to risk. And I'm telling you guys, it's worth it. When you pray for someone that's hurting and they receive healing, it's worth it. When you pray for people that are blind and deaf and deaf ears are open and blind eyes are open, it's worth it. When you pray for people that are dying and going to hell and, and, and they, they come into knowing the love of the Father, it's worth it. When we step out in boldness and we see the kingdom come, it is worth it. And I promise you, it will give you the greatest high that you have ever had. I mean, you will walk away and you will just be like, I can't control myself. You know, you're going to be like, I feel like I just downed like six, you know, Red Bull energy drinks or something like that. And, you know, you just, I mean, it happens to me all the time. When I step out and I see God move, it's like, I mean, I just get so excited. I'm just like, ah. I mean, I don't, I don't like, you know, do that in front of people because then they'd be like, that's really weird. I'm not like, ah. But like, man, there's something great. And, and there are people that need to know who God is. And God loves to use us. God could snap his fingers or wave his fingers or whatever his fingers probably look like if he has fingers. Like he could do, like he could do that and, and, and he, could, like he could just do whatever he wants. But he loves it when his sons and his daughters get to be used by him. And it's the greatest joy. It's the greatest thing that I love doing. So we're going to close in prayer and then Anthony will come up and kind of lead us. But there's, there's a couple things that I, I guess going into to prayer ministry. And I want to encourage you guys to get prayer today or, or to pray for people if you've been through Martha's prayer ministry training, which is coming up this Tuesday. So you guys have fun with that. But anyways, um, I feel like there's three things that I, I want to just kind of package and then we'll just see what God does. Is I believe there are people out there that are like, wow, that sounds incredible. But I don't really know God like that. And I'm telling you, what I love, one of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 29. And it's not 11, it's 12 and 13, where God says, if you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And if you want to know God, if you desire to know God, I'm telling you what, he's going to blow any expectation that you've ever had. And you might be like, man, I want to know God more. Today's your day. Let someone pray for you. Come down during worship and just give it all to God. Say, God, I want to know more of you. There's another, there's another person or people in here that are like, man, uh, I struggle hearing from God. And I would totally like be like the person that's just praying for everyone. I would love to be that person. But, you know, I feel like I struggle hearing from God. And I believe that God is always speaking. And I think it's just, you know, we need to learn on how to, how to listen. And he, he speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through other people. He speaks to us through prayer. And you might be like, man, I want to start to hear his voice more so I can go out and do those things. And then the third group are people who are like, man, you know, uh, you're, you, you, you hear from God, but you, you're like, uh, the kind of the, the, the fear grips you. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, man, you hear God speak to you all the time and give you words of knowledge or, or, or wisdom for people, and you're just like, ah, oh, I feel like I'm just, I, I can't do anything. I want to pray this morning that, that, that as we, as, as, you know, people pray for you, that like freedom and boldness and courage would just be released in your life so that when we pray, the kingdom comes. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah. You mean to pray and then have you come up or? All right, so let's all stand.